Hey, Streety. Hey, Macca. We're here on the couch. Sitting in the comfy confines of your house. Number 14, Dora Street. Very mm. close to the television, close yep. to the action. Yep. Closer than some of the fans <laughs> at the Marvel <laughs> Arena. And we didn't pay anywhere near as much money to be there. Unfortunately, we just watched the Boomers go down to the Team USA. Yeah. And what was the score? 102 to 86, S- I believe. 16-point win to the USA. Mm. Yep. What did you think, Streety? Uh, well, Boomers third hit out of their uh, pre-World Cup preparations. Yep. Um, you know, and, their, and their best performance, do you think, so far in the lead-up? No doubt. Yep. Um, listen, we, we went into half-time down a point. Mm. Off the back of some pretty good basketball, um, yeah. That last couple of minutes of the first half, we uh, put together a bit of grit and um, pushed the ball, and yep. as a result, you know, opened up a few opportunities for us. Absolutely. Um, so definitely some encouraging signs. Mm-hmm. Um, but there also too were a few signs of concern mm. um, that you know uh, we may or not we. But the coaching staff may look at um, before heading over to China. And what do you think those big main points would be? Well, as we'll be concentrating solely on uh, the Boomers, um, deconstructing the Boomers is the name of, the, uh, of this episode. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it was quite obvious that from the outset, um, not just in this game tonight, also in the two uh, games v Canada, that we really lack um, an athletic. Uh, three man off the wing. Yep, that's our glaring weakness. Yep, uh, and I think we'll probably get shown up there a lot during the World Cup, maybe. Sure. Um, the lack of a go-to sto- scorer outside of Paddy Mills. Yep. Um, is is probably our biggest Achilles heel at this point. Sure. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, the guy that would be slated to do that, uh, Joe Ingles. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for didn't really turn up tonight. Didn't turn up and offensively. Um, offensively. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's disappointing because you know, um, he he feels that that wing spot, but I can't ever really remember him stepping up and and balling out on the international stage for us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He's been a solid player for the Boomers over the years, I think, and he's been, I think, uh, <coughs> at last. The last Olympics in Rio, I felt like Joe really had a bit of a coming out party in terms of connecting people in the offense. Um, The ball movement that the Boomers showed in Rio was fantastic, and I think that's what they're getting back. I I actually was really impressed tonight by the game, and and so firstly, what I want to say is, although we were a little bit bit cynical when we opened up the episode about the event itself, I must say that I'm sure there would be still a lot of people disappointed with their experience at the game because um, it's 50,000 people. It's hard to get everyone a good seat and there was a lot of money spent on seats. Of course, but, but in saying I, that, if, if you're it's, if you're going to watch a basketball in a football stadium, yeah, you I, have to I, expect it. I don't know what people expected. I mean, the yeah. stadium is built for AFL football first and foremost. Basketball is a sport that if you're not up close, it's pretty hard to see properly. Yes. Um, and so I'm not so sure people should have expected anything different, to be honest. it would have There would have been a couple of small improvements they could have made to improve people's experience. But at the end of the day, all I want to say is, I don't want to harp on about all that sort of stuff. What I want to say is, what a fantastic exhibition 
of basketball and sport for this country. You and I and, and the rest of our friends have followed basketball religiously since since it feels like the day we were born. Yeah. But certainly I've always been into it since I was young and you have yes. as well. And and to see an event like this in basketball grow as a sport in Australia is just amazing, right? Like yep. when they opened up the TV coverage, Andrew Gaze made a fantastic point, which was we never th- thought that we would be here in a 50,000-seat football stadium about to watch Australia versus Team USA. But at, at the same time, we probably never also thought that they could actually compete with him in the game. That's right. That's probably one of the bigger yeah. bonuses for us. So, look, hats off to to Basketball Australia, who have been eternal fuck-ups in terms of sports administration. I mean, it's been an absolute basket case, the administration of the sport in this country. Yes. But whoever put the series together, the marketing was fraudulent. I get that. And people paid a lot of money to see people that they were never probably going to see anyway. Um, and and that sucks, and, and that's a really bad experience. And I hope the company that promoted it makes good for that misleading kind of information they put out there but with all of that taken into consideration very very impressed Mm. with the fact that we were able to put a basketball game in the middle of a 50,000 seat football stadium and get 50,000 plus people there and also in the first place getting team usa out here i mean Mm. Australians are a we're a well-traveled uh, you know nation. Yep, and it's no big deal for us to hop on a plane and travel for fifteen hours to, to somewhere because yeah, you know we have to pretty much go yep you know that far if we want to see any, anything worthwhile yeah um, and you know for those international trips, but yep. f- for these guys to come out here yeah it's a pretty massive deal you know, it it's is a massive trip and I'd just like to say thanks a lot to China for being a completely shit-ass country that no one wants to go and visit. And including the American basketball team, but for being fairly close to us in terms of a time zone. So yes. it uh, makes it easier because we're a much more comfortable place to come and visit and stay and a much healthier environment. So that's probably why Team USA decided to come down down under. That's right. And Greg Popovich, the USA coach, was very complimentary of our food and wine and also cleanliness. Our sanitation. Yes, yes. he did. He made a speech at Mel- in Melbourne during the week where he complimented everybody in Melbourne about how clean the city was and uh, well done you all. So um, thanks a lot, Greg. We're doing fine, mate. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He, he was very complimentary of our living standards, which was nice. Yeah. Now, oh, I agree with you in terms of the game, Streety. The Boomers, I, what I would say is I think uh, the, it was a great hit out for the Boomers. Yep. To, before the World Cup, a week or so before the World Cup, a bit over a week before our first game against Canada, we had split the series with Canada in terms of preseason games on the weekend. Um, and tonight was a really good hit out and one that I think the Australians will be much better for having been a part of. Totally. Um, but I agree with you. There are some glaring weaknesses in the boomers that need to be addressed and, and they need to be addressed fairly quickly. Otherwise, we won't be competitive in the World Cup. We have the ability on our day, um, Shane Hill said it in telecast, that on our day, if we, if we move the ball and things yes, go right, that's right, we have the talent to beat anyone, yep. especially in this particular World Cup, simply because of the, the team that the USA will have. Yep. Um, and they'll go in as deserved favourites. Yep. Um, but they're not the, 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 the A USA team. No, and um, they're not. 
And even the AUSA team is not the unbeatable team that they once were. No. Um, and so certainly this US team um, has, uh, you know, a mountain to climb in terms of matching those historical teams that were seen as being unbeatable. But at the same time, I like, I also think the Australian, the Boomers, they're nowhere near what they were in Rio either, right? At this no. stage, our offense is not flowing as well as what it did. We're not using the ball as well. And that's showing by the, sh- the scoring and shooting percentages that we're producing. We've never had dominant wing players. Like no. You go back through the Boomers' history and our strength has always been in the four or five spot yep. or the one or two spot, yep. you know, like... Um, we've never really had a history of dominant athletic wing players and we've counted that by fantastic ball movement, excellent execution uh, and of your offense and that didn't happen at yeah. times tonight and that's why we struggled against a quality team, you know? That's right. Mm. And, I mean, a lot of Euro- European teams probably are the same in the sense that dominant bigs, an yep. excellent guard play. Sure. And, you know, um, their wings probably ha- haven't been as strong as the other two. So we, you know, play more like a European-style team with with, 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 yep. the, with, the, with the rosters we've had. Sure. Um, but I think sometimes in, in order to, to match, say, the USA and, and what they have, we're, we're just sort of one, one, one card short of a full deck. Yep. Well, it's been pretty well played out in the media. The some of the disjointed preparation that the Australian team has had. Yeah. So Jonah Bolden is the latest person to leave the team. Yep. And that occurred on the weekend after he had a pretty good showing in the Boomers exhibition game against Canada. What do you think happened there, Streety? And how much of a loss is Jonah Bolden to the Boomers, knowing what you said? Which is is it our weakest position is probably the one that Jonah could have helped us with. He's not a traditional wing player, I know that, but at the fee in the FIBA game, in the international game, I feel like he could have filled a role at that position. Absolutely. I think where where we will miss Jonah Bolden the most is say on court with Delhi and Mills. Yeah. So where I would see his role as being the strongest is a pick and pop. Yep. So you can have Pills or, uh, Mills or Delavadova set a pick. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonah has good range. He could step out to the three-point line. Yep. He, he can uh, drag his defender out. He can either you know shoot it from the three yep. or you know he, he, he's a threat with his height sure. to get a pass away to a cutter or you know, a guy cutting base or w- w- whatever it may be. Yep. Um, it's just, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I've been critical of the Boomers. I've been critical... Um, of the, the the way they've they coached, and, yep. you know, my personal opinion is that I don't think that Lamanis is the man, yeah, uh, for the job. But we just sure. have to make do with what we've got. Yeah. Um. I think maybe tonight, um, just because of you know we we had a few guys step up, um, probably has masked the fact that you know um, Bolden is a bigger loss than what than what people think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I feel like Bolden is actually probably a bigger loss for the Boomers on the defensive end of the floor. Mm. And I feel like that was shown tonight, not so much in the on-ball defense, but in actually cleaning up the offensive glass and holding a team, an athletic team like America, 
off the offensive glass. So if I have a look at the box score and and I see that over the course of the game, the the US team grabbed. Let me have a look here. I think it looks like somewhere in the vicinity of sixteen offensive rebounds. Yeah. Right now, they only scored sixteen second chance points. But the problem with that is is that you get 16 offensive rebounds. That's 16 extra possessions that you actually then have to play defense on. Yeah. And that's eight minutes. The Boomers ultimately play a very intense level of defense, a very active level of defense. And unfortunately, when we go down deep into our squad, it may not be a necessarily very effective method of defense when you're fatigued, right? So what we saw was the U.S. were able to shoot pretty close to 50% from inside the three-point line. And I feel like that was because defensively they got a lot of open mid-range shots. Yeah. And they also got a lot of open looks at the basket. Definitely. We, and that's we, from We got killed on, the, on that mid-range shot. Yep. Um, and uh, having, you know, probably where, where it happened the most is obviously an isolation's one-on-ones, but mm. the thing, thing that I noticed the most is USA players coming off a screen, uh, one dribble inside the three-point line, um, where where I saw where they 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 scored easy points off our defenders, yep. not coming up quick enough, yep. and not carrying a hand. So they often had an open shot. Now all, all this talk about these days about you know mid range shots here, you know, I'm referencing the uh, NBA, yep. not being a high percentage, yep. it doesn't mean anything in, in in national basketball. No, you know it, every basket counts. So yep. the USA, particularly the guards, yep. um, Donovan Mitchell. And Kemba Walker um, had a field day, yep. hitting mid-range shots. Um, yeah, so yep. we'll slow out of the blocks to def- to d- defend that. Yep. Now European teams, more than anyone, play excellent pick and roll basketball um, and are excellent mid-range shooters. So yep, that's uh, one thing that we'll have to keep our eyes on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. Yeah, but Bolden will be missed. Um, so, what do you think happened there? Bolden, he had a good game, a good second half at least against Canada. Is this a chemistry issue? Do the Boomers have a chemistry problem, Streety? Like, do what you see, do you believe that, you know, is is this a situation where um, you've got issues with the way the team meshes together and how they get along? I don't think it has anything to do with on-court. I think they can put that aside and play on-court. Yeah. M- my suspicion is that... Is personality issues with personalities. Yep. So uh, that's usually where you find personality issues. That's is correct. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when I say personalities, I mean the the, the stronger. Yep. Um, you know, personalities in the team. Um, is this because there's a bit of a age gap with the Boomers? You've got the old guard like Bogut, Joe Ingles, um, Delavadova, to an example. But those two guys I just mentioned, they've got kids. They've yep. Bogut's very much in the twilight of his career. Joe Ingles won't have he'll have less time left than he's had. He's been playing professional basketball since the nineteen eighties, by by the way, I remember it. But you know, like they're they're coming to the end of their career. They probably may not identify completely with the new guard. What totally. Do you think? I, I think the whole talisman out of this is Joe Ingles. Um I, I think he's sort of like the the ring re- the, the ring leader um of all this. And I, I think most of the issues that these younger guys are having Stems from Joe Ingles. This is just is my personal take. I don't mm. have any any info on it or anything like that. Um, in the game on Friday night versus Canada, 
just before tip off, um, they had a little spot interview with Ingalls for mm. pre-game, uh, pre-recorded, and yeah. uh, he just came out all guns blazing. The oh, first gee. few lines saying, and talking about you know, uh, you, you know, you can't come in here and think you're the man and and blah blah right. blah, and you got to do this and that, and so putting his teammates in their place. Well, totally, but you know, he didn't um, hide the fact that uh, well, it was quite easy to to see mm. who who that uh, that comment was directed at. Yeah, um, you think that was a comment directed at Ben Simmons? Totally. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so after I watched it, I kind of thought, Joe, you sound like a bit of a dick, mate. Like, you yeah, know, like yeah. w- what have you actually done on the international stage mm. to to prove? Your yeah. worth and to give you the you know the the authority to, to, to talk like that. Yeah. Um. So from what I've seen, he's probably you know Joe Ingles' performances, um, on the international stage haven't necessarily lived up to expectations. Yep. Um, it's disappointing, isn't it? I mean, you just don't say that. Like I at at the twenty sixteen Rio Olympics, the team obviously had momentum and we made it all the way to the medal rounds only to fall ultimately short and finish fourth again. But, you know, there there was a camaraderie there which I think needs to be respected. I understand that. But if you could have taken the talent that they had and then connected it with some of the young talent that we've got coming through in Ben Simmons, I, I, don't, I don't imagine that these chemistry issues are the reasons that Ben Simmons isn't playing. And I don't imagine that they're the reason. That I actually probably do imagine that it may have been the reason that Jonah Bolden went home. Like, totally. I mean, like, I, like, let's be honest here. You'll call a spade a spade if you're having a good time and you're getting along with your teammates. You don't bail after two games, right? Like, it just doesn't happen, especially and, after you play a and, good game. And and what? And if you were going for a legitimate reason, like a personal reason, like it's been represented in the media, you would just say that. Yes, like, it would come out already. The fact that it's personal reasons and nobody has said what that personal reason is, it was obviously a chemistry issue why he left. Whether it be that he was unhappy with his role, whether it be that he was unhappy with the way um, that his teammates treated him, I don't know. But clearly, he didn't want to keep playing with the team. And you don't make those spot decisions. Like, If he really didn't want to play and wanted to go and focus on his game in Philadelphia, I think he would have decided before he got to bloody Perth to play against Canada. You know, like in the whole process. Yeah. So maybe it's a generational thing now. The whole try before you buy, and you know, I, it's it's a tough one, mate. I, I, it's disappointing to see him go. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, I tell you, I tell you what. You and I talk about this a little bit. You spoke about coaching issues, right? Yes. You spoke about Lamanus not being the man to take us forward. Yeah. Coaches these days are man managers. Now we've just got the replay of the game up here on the TV. And they're going through the national anthems. And they're just about... The camera's just panning past the US national team's coaching staff. Yeah. Let's rattle them off. All right. Nate McMillan? No, it's Lloyd Pierce. Lloyd Pierce. Head coach at Atlanta Hawks. Lloyd Pierce, head coach of the Atlanta Hawks. Steve Kerr is next to him. Who does he coach? uh, Three-time NBA championship winner of the Warriors. Yep, yep. So they're the assist. That's one of the assistant coaches, George Clooney. Oh, sorry, um, <laughs> George Clooney, <laughs> Jay Wright. Yeah, Villanova head coach. Yeah, NCAA champion, two-time two national champion. Two. I believe oh, that's right. Yep. Yep. Two-time national championship coach in the Division One college system with Villanova. Head coach, Greg Popovich, future president of the United States. Greg yep. Popovich, absolutely. San Antonio Spurs 
How many championships has he won? He's been coaching them for about 25 five. years. Five. Like 23 years, I think, coaching the Spurs by memory. Now, now... That's a, that's a lot of talent on the coaching ranks. Well, that's a hell of a lot of good man managers right there. Yes. A hell of a lot of good ego managers. And I believe, from my understanding, that actually the person who doesn't appear in that picture is Jeff Van Gundy, who's the scouting director. Yes. Who also coached the U.S. national team throughout the qualification process. Correct. Yep, he got on there. He's a pretty good person to have doing your scouting reports and your videos, right? Absolutely. There's a fair bit of talent there. So when you think about preparation and all those type of things, yeah, the Aussies are probably a bit undergunned. I, like, actually, I think our on-court talent is comparable to the U.S. national team. Maybe not with the squad that we've had to select. No offence to David Barlow and Cam Glidden. Yeah. But, uh, yes, I don't really feel like they can compete in this environment. Absolutely. Our, you know, like, let's take our top two or three headliners from the Boomers. Uh, Mills certainly can match it with any of these USA guys. And did for most of the and game did. tonight. Um, yep. Shot the ball poorly. Andrew Bogart so obviously the whole team. proved and showed why he's been, you know, obviously one of the leading Big man in the NBA. His yep. passing game, you know, is still fantastic. Well, he's he, one of the best passing big men in the game. Yeah, like he may have lost a step athletically, but he showed enough tonight um, around the basket, um, mm. you know, a couple of nice dunks, getting through the lane. So, yep. you know, if he does have to run too far or too hard, you know, mm. he's got a, he's got enough in him to make some moves. Yep, absolutely. Um, Joe Ingles didn't shoot the ball well. Towards Shot the, the ball absolutely horribly, to be honest. Yeah. Like it was a disaster zone for Joe tonight. Um, Delhi, you I know, I don't understand why he's shooting the ball poorly at the moment. I, like uh, Delhi Vadova has rhythm. changed his jump shot. It's a bit he doesn't release it as high above his head. I did uh, say, I think I did say to you, and I probably was referring to Baines. When a guy like Baines or Delhi Vadova hits a couple of early shots, it always worries me. It was about it Baines. Tempts them into shooting more when they probably shouldn't. Yeah, Baines is very much like Wreck-It Ralph. Um, <laughs> he has good good moments. Yeah. Um, sometimes he he gets a bit fired up. Yeah, he um, does, he? A few instances where he caught you know caught a foul. There was uh, he was had a foul called on him. Yep. Um, absolutely no doubt that it wasn't a foul. Yep. Uh, and then blowing up at the ref about not calling it that end. So he does get very excited out there, Baines. He, we he, love his passion. And I suspect that this is a little bit again of where the coaching staff lack a little bit of control over the group. Like, so, um, you know, I mean, look at the Australian coaching staff there. Let's go through those guys. They just panned past the, the coaching staff. Maybe we're being, like, a little bit critical. Andre Lamanis, head coach of the Brisbane Bullets, who've won f- two-tenths of fuck all since they've been back in the league. Um, there's Adam Caporn, assistant coach at St Mary's, now coach of the Basketball Centre of Excellence at the AIS, I believe. David Patrick, head coach of UC Riverside, the division in the Division One competition in the NCAA in America, was the assistant coach at uh, LSU when Ben Simmons was there. He was. He was. He's also Ben Simmons' godfather, and I believe that he had just recently been, most recently before his appointment to head coach position, was at Texas Christian University as an assistant coach. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Will Weaver. Never heard of him. Well, he's the new coach of the Sydney Kings. Okay. And he was a championship winning coach from the NBA G League. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and then big Aussie Luke. Luke Longley. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of our greatest think, basketball exports. You'd have to think Luke Longley would have something to offer in the coaching ranks. A little bit. Um, 
Now, what uh, that is, I'm not 100. percent Yep. He he did win a. And behind this, behind the scenes, I know that Mark Bradkey is involved in the Boomers coaching, and he's kind of like that Jeff Van Gundy scouting yes. type um, role. Um, yeah, so good luck, Australia. Uh, that should go well for you. But, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a shame, really. Like, uh, a couple of great coaches there and a couple of people that would really add a lot to the team, um, but unfortunately not one that would compete with the Hall of Fame coaches that you've got on the other side of the no. floor. So, um, so, yeah, I think there could be a few discipline issues with people like um, Baines, even this chemistry issue that you refer to, which might exist... May not exist, mate, if there was a slightly stronger coaching staff and people had more of a voice. Yeah, Totally. So my personal opinion is that Basketball Australia, at some point, and it obviously can't happen now, and it's probably going to have to happen for Tokyo, mm. is that we need to go out and spend the money on a good international coach with NBA experience, not only for the basketball knowledge, mm. but... We're going to have a bunch of NBA players yeah. with NBA egos yeah. who, you know, obviously all tend to think that they're better than what they are. Um, Joe Ingalls, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> you need guys to manage those egos. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I, I, yeah, I also think that Lamanis doesn't get the respect um, from those those players. No. Um, where if you look at every one of those guys on the US roster... They absolutely would revere Popovich, Popovich. Yeah, and absolutely. all those guys in the coaching staff because they've achieved. Yeah, um, I just think that the, the players we have at the, the at the top end mm. um, and what they achieve and, and where they play surpass anything that what our coach does. And for me, I I, I think that there are times where they would question um, some of Lamanus's mm. um, you know ideas, yeah, uh, tactics. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and, and outlook on things. Yep, and absolutely. That's, that's where I think, oh, I, don't, I know better. And well, well, I think I know, I, like I, I, we identified earlier the amount of mid-range jump shots that the boom, uh, that the US are able to hit tonight. And and I know that Lamanis has a philosophy of the, of the on-ball defender fighting through the screen and playing defense from behind the ball carrier. And, you know, and he's quite happy to to not send the help defence from inside the key or from low to shut that penetration off, to have that man hang back and have the defender play defence from behind. And I think that burnt them tonight. Pat like, Mill's I've, got one, like, one, one block doing that. But I mean, against but the But that's USA. fine. <laughs> You're not going to be able to do that for 40 minutes. No, that's right. And neither is someone like Nathan Sobey or somebody else. Who, do you know what I mean? Like, yes. you're not... It, like... Like, that's great, but it's ultimately okay because I get what you're picking your poison, right? You would rather get beaten by mid-range jump shots than layups. From a percentage perspective, I understand that. But actually, I think you probably at some point have to say, well, if they're hitting 50% of their mid-range jump shots, then maybe you want to do something about that. Exactly. And so, you know, it may be that he's not quick enough to make adjustments. Look, the reality here is... Oh, I actually kind of feel like the Boomers have got a unique opportunity in our in our in our talent window to win a medal. Yes, um, there's so many things that have to go right. Yeah, and you know what? Un- unfortunately, it, 
the basketball Australia may not actually have the money to put the support system and coaching staff around this team. Yeah. What hap- what may be a reality for us is that our talent far outweighs the system we're able to put around them. Yeah. Because winning the the basketball World Cup actually doesn't get you that much money. No. Winning the soccer World Cup gets you a shitload of money. Yes. Winning the basketball World Cup gets you two tenths of nothing. Qualifies you for the Olympics. Yep. And so. <laughs> Whilst it might be nice for us as basketball fans, I really want to see a win a medal. We may not have the support systems in place to support the talent that we've got. Yeah, you know, we're not be able to afford it, mate. That's all. Like, so it let, just might be the reality. Let's uh, let's break down our roster. Mm. Um, you know, we can be openly critical about guys that that we've picked. So we'll, we'll go with our starting five from tonight. Um, uh, Della Vadova. I don't think anyone can question that inclusion. What do you think? Well. Let's talk about their game tonight first. All what right. did you think of his game tonight? Uh, well, Delhi was typical Delhi. Um, you know, Delhi won't ever come out and shoot ten for fourteen from the field. Um, no, but he'll he, shoot. What did he shoot tonight? Yeah, okay, he's yeah. got a bit of a rusty jump shot. Um, yeah. He will hit a couple. I mean, it was encouraging to actually see him hit a couple of pull-ups tonight. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it's good that he's got the stones to to do that where yeah. I think in the past there's been situations where it looks like he's almost been scared to put up a shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I like the fact that he just was like, screw it, I'm going to shoot it. Because, well, because he shot we four that. of nine yep. over 26 minutes, um, which t- isn't too you know, bad. He's, he has those lines in NBA games. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was just a, a standard deli performance, which is mm. solid but not spectacular. Yeah. Uh, which is which is what you want for you know the, I guess the engine room of your team. Yeah, he dished out six assists, but turned the ball over five times. So you know, um, that's not too great. Pat Mills, I mean Patty Mills is our um, he's our guy. Yeah, he's uh, he's our spark plug. Uh, I, I worry that sometimes that that we rely on him too much uh, for baskets, and as a result, uh, can get a little bit trigger happy and maybe take. Shots that he wouldn't normally yep. want to take, yep. but feels like he has to take it because um, our offense sputters and spurts, and, and we yeah. just find ourselves in periods where yep. we need shots and absolutely. The, the wrong guys on the court at yep. the wrong time to take them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, Paddy Mills, uh, he's a boomer for as long as he wants to play. Oh God, yeah, he's our best player. Um, he's amazing. I think oh. where 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 we're going to live and die in this tournament is with Joe Ingles. I think in terms of if he doesn't play well, like how he goes, so go the Boomers. You think? Yeah, like we we really need Utah Jazz playoff um, Joe sure. Ingles. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, he shot the ball well in in the NBA, and for some reason, it just uh, how how much of that though, like playoff Joe for the Jazz doesn't have to do as much work as Boomer right. Joe. He, he's a less is more player. You know, like he. Like the reality is, is that he's got better players around him that can find him in spots he's that just, suit him better. That's right. And and he is able then to kind of focus a little bit more defensively because he doesn't have to be as focal a point of the offense. Yeah. You know, like yeah. And maybe I, he thinks he needs to assume more of a scoring role mm. uh, with our team because because we lack that. Yeah. Um, but I think that affects his game adversely though. Mm. Um, you know, Ingles is the sort of guy where get yourself to a corner, you know, cut at the right time, get open. Mm. When you get that ball, let it fly. Yeah. Um, you know, he hit a really nice shot just, you know, almost at the baseline um, from doing exactly that. 
Yeah. There were times where he'd, he'd, he'd over dribble the ball, sort of you know around around the perimeter, um, and look for a silly handoff. It just you know he got, he got messy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think if we as a nation are going to you know be in contention for a medal. Joe Ingalls needs to be playing, you know, sort of, you know, seven, eight out of ten every every minute he's on the floor. Are the boomers as you see them now, are they a realistic shot at a medal in China in this World Cup? Um, we would need one to two of our NBL players just to play absolute lights out. Yep. But I, I, I'm not sure that those guys can, can do that over yep. the course of two weeks. I feel like we'll go backwards this World Cup from where we were in the Rio Olympics. And I feel like that's largely because of the fact that we uh, don't have the same type of offensive momentum, I guess, and fluidity. Um, and I think we will be... Uh, what what you will see is is the Aussies shoot poorly yeah. um, because of the fact that we're not getting clean enough looks at the basket and other teams will have basically stepped up a notch that we can't go to. Yeah, I, I cannot see how over the course of a tournament... Tournament play is a bit different to, you know, the NBA in that, you know, the NBA, you've got 82 games to kind of get it right yep. in the regular season. In tournament play, you got to get it. you, you got to go from the first game because you got three games in your pool. Otherwise, the tournament's over. That's right. And and it's a tough pool. It is. You know? Lithuania, like, Senegal, Canada. Yep. Um, yeah. They're pretty tough games. Like, Canada's already touched us up once and we're only... And and when when Kevin Pangos didn't play in the second game, you know we were able to compete. The other two guys in our uh, starting front court tonight: Aaron Reckett, Ralph Bangers, Baines. Yep. Um, ch- channel your energy, mate. Use it positively. Just you, calm down, dude. Yeah. Like far out, Bainesy. So, uh, he he looks. You know he's he's a skilled NBA player. It's not state of origin, he, dude. Um, he just looks out of control sometimes. Yeah, um, he's a. Beast and look, I've all I look. Baines is a beast. He's an, he's he's a warrior and the type of player that you'd love to play with, and you want to have him on your side rather than on the opposition side. But he has to be more intelligent and more disciplined. Yeah, because actually we need him out there. We do. Like, he's key. He's very now. Important. Ironically enough, he actually had one less foul than Delavadova this game, though. <laughs> like, which is very ironic. But I thought that the referees were a bit friendly to him on a number of occasions. Yeah, and he just simply gets. A little bit physical, you know, like it's dumb fouls. It's on screens when your team has the ball. He, he's one of those guys that you know, like he, he obviously contributes uh, positively, but absolutely just just because he's so big and and yeah. sort of, I'm going to use the term not very fluid. Sure, um, everything he looks like is a that he does is a big effort. Yeah, yeah. Um, when it doesn't go so well, yeah, it looks. It's look, I tell you what, I will really give Baines, and I and I really like Aaron Baines. I think he's good, and I know, you know, like uh, that might surprise some people. But what I would say is this: Baines, he never hesitates to put his body in the way. Yeah, like he does not care. Oh, he goes like, hard. He's good. Like he is. Tell you what, I haven't tough, seen tough player in um in the Rio Olympics. The the Delhi to Baines pick and roll lob alley oop. Was well, absolute bread and butter. We didn't yeah, see it once tonight. Well, I think three years of the NBA have taken their toll on Baines' athleticism. Yeah, true that. And um, it, I, I also think that... Uh, that scouting job by Van Gundy probably... They, they did run it, it twice. Out. They ran it twice. Uh, the US team did a very good job, I think, of holding the Australians coming off picks, yep. um, which delayed us getting to spots. And, and that was, you know, that's obviously a deliberate tactic. And 
and that's fair enough. They set very good screens. They set effective screens, um, the Aussies, to free people up. But I don't know. There wasn't a whole lot of conviction coming off some of those screens, I yep. thought. So anyway, and the US, I think, got away with a little bit there. But that's what happens. That's the way it goes. So The other guy in the starting five, and I'm very, very impressed with him. He's probably one of my favourite boomers at the mm. moment, Jock Landale. Yeah. If you ask Andrew Gaze, he's Jock Landale, Land- Landell. Lendall. Lendall. Um, he's got a thousand names, but it's Jock Landale. Yep. Landale. Were you impressed with him across the whole game, mate? I, I, I thought he went missing a little bit in the second half myself. I thought he got he was very quiet in the second uh, second he, He's been very good for us, but you know, like uh, he's great because he's he's a bit athletic and quick, and he's got some nice moves around the basket. Mm. Um, you know, he's he's a bit of a contrasting big uh, as opposed to Baines and Bogut. Yep. Um. I like the fact that he can get to the bucket pretty smooth. He's a good shooter. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a, he's, he's a kind of a good link uh, for that third big. Yeah. Um, well, he's, he he's 10 he, points and seven rebounds. He's definitely going to see some time, I and mean, he'll be a key figure of the rotation in the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, well, I, th- I think there'll be a couple of games where he'll have that sort of 15 points, 17 points, 10 rebounds, and, you know, yeah. be right there in the box score and be, you know, a, a mm. really key key player in a in a close victory. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think actually one of the things about tonight's game is um, there's a, a bit of a telling stat here. Bogut played 19 minutes 46. Yep. Landell played 21 minutes 44. Landale. Landale. <laughs> Landale. He, I'm going to say Jock Landell. I like oh. Landell. <laughs> I like it that way. That's the way I'm going to say it. Aaron Baines played 19 minutes, 57. So your three centres played 20 minutes, yep. right? No more than half a game for any of them. Do you think the Australian coaching staff were foxing a little bit, resting those guys? Oh, yeah. You've got to, right? Yeah. Like, it's not about exhibition wins. No. No one cares about that. We want medals, Yeah. right? These guys are building to a World Cup. Maybe these boomers are building nicely to something special. I don't know. I just... I just probably can't see that we have the depth to to run the offense through. You know, like guys like Delavadova and Pat Mills are going to get pretty tired pretty quick at this World Cup, and there's not going to be many people yeah. coming off the bench to help them out. Andrew so. Bogut, impressive coming mm. off the bench. I mean, he he'll probably start games. Yeah, um, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, um, fantastic passing. Um, really, just you know, gets us going. Um, great, great defensive player. Um, and what about the boomers? His, his offensive. <laughs> Plays worry me sometimes. You know, those mm-hmm. little baby left hooks look look a bit messy. Yeah. Uh, but you know what what he did that was the most impressive tonight was really hit hit our guards uh, running off off screens and then you know cuts. Yep. A couple of really nice passes down to uh, Mills and then Delhi. Um, yeah. So he he really facilitates that offense from our high post and he opens up opportunities for some of our shooters. Yep. Uh, so guys like you know Chris Goulding when he's on can really benefit from. You know, Andrew Bogut being on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then with him, the onus is really on guys to hit shots. Yep. Uh, because Bogut will, will find him. Yeah, absolutely. If you're open, he'll find you. Now... So that's w- our top six. Yeah, well, what about this for a stat, Stred? If we talk about the Boomers bench, the Boomers bench were outscored by the US 33 to 35. So not by much. Yeah, right. So really, it's the starters' fault, you know. Yeah. So those five guys that we spoke about, they're horrible. Now, 
Having said that, 19 of Australia's 33 bench points came from one bloke, Chris Goulding. Yes. Now, did he have the game of his life or does he have that in him every game? He's got it in him every game mm. to take those shots. Yeah. Whether or not they go in is a different story. Although he's probably Chris like the only one that was hitting him. Would be the only NBL guy I would pick in this Boomers team. Yeah. Uh, I've said if that everyone else was if available. If everyone was available, he'd be the only NBL guy I'd take. Yeah, yeah. Just because he just is like, I'm going to shoot it. I don't care that yeah. I play in Australia yeah. or in NBL. Um, he's good enough on the international level that. You know, and he's got uh, enough of a conscience, or no conscience rather, mm-hmm. that he can uh, he, he can bomb away. And we see tonight, he can hit for you know three, four, three pointers. Yeah. Um, and when we're weak on uh, shooting and, and and wing depth, um, there's going to be a game where he can actually you know do what he did tonight and and, and pop a sort of double figure ten game and yep. and uh, and go from there. Um, so I like Gooding in the team. Uh, we don't really have anyone like him out there yep. uh, internationally that can fill the spot. Yep. So he's uh, an yeah, uh, important rotation player now. Yeah. Um, and was there anybody else on the Boomers bench that impressed you, mate? Like, what, like, did anybody come off? Like, yeah, okay, like, let's have a bit of a think about it. So so Sobe played okay in, in, the, five minutes. In, in the junk time once the game was over. Hit a couple of shots, I mean. So, you know, like, I, I wouldn't sort of... Uh, I wouldn't say, yeah, it's great. He'll play awesome because yeah. I actually don't think he'll get a lot of court time. No. Uh, and just at the end of games, if we're up. Yeah. Well, he played five minutes and scored five points. Yep. Um, but, you know, I, I guess the fact that he can come in and hit a shot. Cold. What about the, the guys who actually came off the rotation regularly? Mitch Creek, Nick Kay. Those two guys are really the only other two regular rotations off the bench other than Goulding and Bogut. Now, they both played just slightly over 10 minutes. Nick K no points. How many rebounds did Nick K get? Nothing. Nick K nothing. F- fluffed an absolute gimme. Didn't even layup. foul anybody. Yeah. Didn't get a rebound. Didn't even get a turnover. He he's sum total of his contribution was a big fat donut over eleven minutes. Zero of two from the field and nothing else. Or zero of two from the f- no, zero of two. And he didn't get a rebound. He didn't get an assist. He didn't get even get a turnover. He didn't even get a foul. You've got five, Nick. Use one of them. Nick Kay's a big body, and he's great in the NBL. Outclassed. Um, I saw some footage of the Boomers training or doing something, or even in that Canada game. Mm. He just has no verticality to his game. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know that, that was really evident. You know, he really he was in the key for for that miss that that fluffed layup. He should have dunked it. Anyone would have dunked it one-handed or, yep. you know, two-handed dunk. Yep. But, you know, he, he doesn't have the, the verticality to, to really just jam the shit out of it um, when, you know, if, yeah. if you if, make no my bones about it. If, you're, if, you're, if you can do it, you dunk the damn ball. Yep. Um, you know, take yeah, any opportunity to be blocked out. But he, he got scared and he panicked and, yep. you know, his lack of athleticism was really shown up there. Yeah. Um, Personally, I would uh, not have him in the team, and I would have uh, Dengadell. Uh, he's a wing player. He's a bit athletic. He can get up and down. Yeah. You know, he may not play a lot of minutes. Yeah. He's probably got would have the same minutes allotment uh, than um, K. But yeah. you know we've got Mitch Krieger's in the side as also. 
Yeah. So Mitch Creek can easily fill that that Nick K role. Yeah. Um, he played eleven minutes and yeah, he wasn't that scored impressive. Scored three points and you know didn't look quite as out of his depth as Nick K did. But that's a hell of a lot of minutes for the guys in the starting five to be playing when when Mills and and Delavadova are playing, you know, over 30 minutes a game. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, maybe, you know, like Joe Ingalls was our highest minute yeah. logger. Um, I don't know why. Cam Glidden, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm sure he's a nice guy, great moustache. Um, yeah, well, he did but bugger all two in three You know, three once minutes. again, he... W- he got a complete done. I didn't even put up a shot. Yeah, I'm, I really... He didn't do anything. ...worry about... His contribution in the World Cup yeah. and how that you know is going to impact our lack of depth. This is what I don't understand. Like, why would you not have taken Dengadel and Brock Modem over Glidden and Nick Kay? I don't. It's just mm. unbelievable. Glidden's like, one of uh, Lamanis's boys from the Brisbane uh, Bullets. Well, have a look at how many people are there from the Bullets. Sobey's there from the Bullets. Uh. Glidden's there from the Bullets. Like, it's a you know, it's a waste anyway. That's just what happens. Oh, well, we've, it's the team we've got, and that's the team we're going to go forward with. So, so, all right, with all that considered, with the game tonight. USA. Game on Saturday, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, I won't be able to watch that one, uh, unfortunately, but I'll probably catch a replay that night. Yep. Um, you know, are we looking maybe around that 17 to 20-point loss again, or do you think it's going to be more or less? Oh, actually, I... I who, do you know what? I, I who's going to adjust more? Well, I... <coughs> pardon me. I... I think actually, as sad as this might be, I suspect maybe the Boomers coaching staff might shut down a couple of people for this next game. Yeah. I, like, and and maybe they don't not let them play. Like, but the Bogarts of the world, I don't know. Like, maybe he doesn't play as much. Just make an appearance. Maybe Ingles doesn't play as much. Maybe, but it's hard to say because they've only got a limited amount of time together yeah. and they need to get things right. Maybe one game out from your World Cup when you're about a week away from playing Canada again, maybe you don't do that. Maybe you play them significantly. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if the boys get a bit of rest. Yep. You know, and they split the minutes up. So, look, I would suspect actually probably, and that would probably happen on both ends of the floor. Oh, sorry, and both teams, I guess. Um, I, I suspect that Australia will probably lose by about 20 again. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because I don't care about exhibition wins. I just want to see a, a medal, to be honest. So, um, but anyway, like, uh, I, it, that will again be further disappointment for the 55,000 people who will turn up at Marvel Stadium on Saturday to probably watch an NBL game. Like, but, yeah. you know, with a lot of imports on the other team. So, but we'll see. I think, um, I think the Boomers are still a legitimate chance to uh, to do well at the World Cup, but I don't feel we've got a squad that can win a medal, sadly enough. No, well, if we... Well, you know, USA are going to go in as... I'm not going to say deserving favourites, but understandable favourites. Yeah, um, to Saturday's game, yeah. I think that, you know, like... Well, they should be deserving favourites. I mean, they're pretty good. I mean, they're... Uh, I mean, but they, they don't have... In my mind, the best two players in the tournament, um, Bogdanovic, aren't, aren't on the uh, USA team. And entered Kumpo. You've got the Greek freak for Greece, and then mm. you've got uh, Jokic for Serbia. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. What about Bogdanovic? Oh, he's Serbian too. Yeah, Pretty but good. I mean, I think he's probably one of the top two players in the. Yeah, tournament. I mean, I, I'd have you know in that top five, you know, um, 
you know, probably five through nine are probably all US players. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Donovan Mitchell probably is your third best player in the tournament. Yeah. Um, you know, so I fully expect the USA to sort of be in that sort of, you know, semi-final, you know, medal rounds. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't see them as blowing out everyone out. Um, it's no. definitely not going to be a '92 Olympics scenario. No way. Uh, you know, if you if you go back to London in 2012, mm. um, the USA barely beat Spain in that gold medal game, and Spain actually had had the lead in late in the fourth quarter. Yep. Uh, <coughs> not for long. Mm. Um, you know, they really had the USA worried, and yep. it wasn't until Kobe Bryant sort of had come in and took over a bit. Took over and had to seal the deal that yeah. you know they were able to, to scratch the win out. Yep. Um, so we look at some betting odds just quietly. We've got USA buck forty five. Uh second favourites, uh Serbia. So yeah. you know, Serbia Olympic silver medalists. Bogdanovic. Bogdanovic, Jokic, uh, another Bogdanovic. Um so there's, there's two of them. them. Yeah. Um so they will be very tough. They're always uh, Bogdan Bogdanovic. Yeah, they're always a good team and they'll have a host of European based players as well. Yeah. So they'll be a tough out. Um and a lot of people are actually picking them to win it. Um, so they're in at 450, which is very quite short for a, a second favourite. Mm. Yep. Um, what has actually surprised me With is... With a US uh, team in the field, it yeah, is. Greece sure. have actually shot up the, the charts, and their third favourite, 11 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, you know, obviously they had the, the... Do you think that's on the back of Antetokounmpo's play in the lead-up games? Totally. He's been pretty dominant, hasn't he? Uh, oh, man, he's, he's been unbelievable. The yeah. highlights for that, for that guy in those tournaments versus... Lead up games versus a few countries. There's one against mm. Italy. He was just dunking it from everywhere. It's just like wow, um, men amongst boys, totally. Yep. Um, you know, like we always see this in Olympic and world, world Championship tournaments where a team just goes on a run and has a magical run. And yeah, you know, um, Euro Cup a couple of years ago, um, Slovenia beat Latvia in the final. Neither of those two nations are here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's not a, not uncommon for that to happen. Uh, Spain, you know, they're an international stalwart, still very good. They only got beat by the US last week by eight. Yep. They're, they're at 15 bucks. Mm. Uh, my smoky for the tournament, I got on these guys a few weeks back, is France. France. Yep. So I was, I think they have a quietly very good roster. They don't have Tony Packer uh, they got Ru- uh, Rudy Gobert. They've mm. got um, <coughs> Nicolas Batum. Nicolas Batum. Uh, I don't know if... Um, uh, Boris Diaz still around. Mm. Uh, a couple of good guards. Yeah. Um, so they will be very tough. So I think yeah. France could uh, could do very well and, and, and well, it would be nice if they won. Yeah, good, France. Good, good payday. Uh, yeah. And then there's us at 36 bucks. So we've probably taken... <laughs> we've gone from 31 to 36 on the back of that loss to Canada. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, the rest of them, I don't see anyone... Um, Troubling... No. The scorers. I find it a bit strange though that Turkey are at one hundred and fifty-one dollars. They're usually quite a reasonably strong mm. nation. Yeah. Um, but Ennis Kanter won't be playing for him because he can't leave the US because he's, he's afraid to get assassinated. He's afraid to get assassinated. China probably isn't the safest place to travel for anybody. So no, I don't that's think the right. Chinese government rely too straight in bed there. Yeah. So. Oh well, it's an open book at the World Cup, isn't it? Really? It'd be good. It, like, it, it, it's and you know what, like the USA have taken a lot of flack for all their players pulling out for whatever reasons, and yeah, I suppose at the end of the day, you know, these guys are getting paid by their clubs. Um, you know, there's, there's so much on the line, particularly yep. now in this upcoming NBA season because it's so open. Mm. Uh, you know, with the Warriors not as they were, Kevin Durant's out. Yep. So there's realistically seven or eight teams that could actually win it. Mm. Um, 
and that's probably in the back of a lot of these guys' minds, um, you know, whether or not, you know, going back to the States to prepare is better preparation than playing in a World Cup with yeah. world-class players. Yeah. Uh, is anyone's guess. Um, it's hard to sort of, you know, rationale the logic behind some of those decisions, but yeah, they're made yeah. for, for various reasons. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the flip side is with the USA not as strong, this could be quite a, an entertaining tournament with a lot of upsets. Yep, absolutely. Um, I'd love nothing more to see the USA not make a final. Mm. Um, that, if anything, will create interest in the in the, in the, the popularity it'd of the sport. Yeah, it'd be nice to see that US dominance broken, uh, but I can't see it happening in uh, in even in this particular World Cup. I would like I like I'd love to see a Serbia US final. Mm. Um, because I'd like to see how that goes down, but I still do think that the U.S. team is strong enough across the board to uh, to to win. So that's where my money's going, mate. U.S. for the gold medal here. Australia, all you know what would be a successful World Cup for us if we finish in front of New Zealand and automatically qualify for the Olympics. <laughs> it's as simple as that. I'd be it? happy with that. Yeah, New Zealand are in it. Oh, yeah, four hundred one dollars. Yeah, New Zealand are in it, but. But we need to finish in front of them to get the automatic qualification um, for the Olympics. And I think we probably, you know, I think that's right. Have I heard that right? Yeah, I think that's right. We need to do that. I'd, I'd be happy if we finish in front of New well, Zealand. Well, I'm going to differ, mate. I, I'm sticking with my bet. I, I'm going to go with a France versus Serbia final. Yeah, right. I think France are going to stun the USA in overtime. Yep. In the um, in the semi final, okay, and it's going to be in the back of a couple of big Rudy Gobert defensive plays. Wow, NBA Defensive Player of the Year. Yep, um, and I think um, Australia's going to get knocked out in the quarterfinals. Yep, um, which you'll see us play off for somewhere between eight and sixteen. Yeah. Yep. Um, and my other semi finalist, Serbia, is going to probably have a, a tight game. Uh, sorry, somewhere between fifth and eighth. I'm going to say Greece. I, I already think that the Greek freak is just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and Greece have, you know, have a, a roster of some, some good players. Always been good in, internationally. Yeah. Um, and they'll they'll beat. It'll be Jokic versus Antetokounmpo uh, in Jokic. another semi. And um, Serbia will get the chocolates in that. That'll be pretty good games, actually. Eight to ten points. Yeah. And then USA will beat Greece in the bronze medal game. Very good. Sounds like a pretty good prediction. Yeah. US get to the bronze. France the gold. And Serbia, and Serbia the, silver. the silver. Well, I'm going to go US the gold. And I'm going to go... Uh, I... Well, what are the crossovers? So who can they play in the finals? Yeah, well, I guess we probably should look I at probably that. should check that, whether that's even possible. I don't know. So these predictions are based on any crossover logic. Yeah, that's right. We haven't actually checked the pool placings and anything else. I'm going to th- say that the top four teams in the World Cup in any particular order, but I believe the US will be first, will be the USA, Serbia, uh, Canada, and France. Canada? Yep. Yeah. Nick Nurse, he's going to coach them to an all-time mighty performance. Well, you did uh, pick the Raptors to win the NBA championship over the Warriors in our preseason tournament. That's right. Yep. Out of pure fandom, mind yep. you. That's right. But, yep. You know, like blind they, faith, they call blind it. Blind faith, think. and it actually happened. Yep. 
Um, you know, and we all know what that feels like when that when 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 we when that, yep. when that put gets pulled off. That's right. Um, yep. Okay, Nick Nurse. Well, I mean, he's a good coach. Yep, I think Canada will be in the top four of the tournament, mate. Well, that's wow. That's uh, that's big. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm prone to big calls. It's it's actually like well, you know, it's a good segue. I'm heading with a couple of boys to watch the USA versus Canada in Sydney on Monday night. Yep, coming up. Um, and I actually had high hopes for the Canadian roster before, you know, a lot of the guys pulled out for various reasons. Yep. Um, but they're like a, a quietly, they have 17 NBA players, the second most of any country. Yeah, yeah. Outside of the US. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is what you'd expect because they're, they're neighbours. Yep. But, you know, a lot of a lot of good players, if they if they had yeah. a, a full lineup, they would give anyone in the world a run for their money. Yeah, okay. So it's kind of a shame that uh, a lot of those guys aren't there. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. I mean, there's a lot of NBA stars that have pulled out of this world, this World Cup in particular, because FIBA stupidly put it on one less than a year out from the from the Olympics. Like, and the rationale they wanted to get away from a, a FIFA World Cup year, yeah, which yeah. you know it's a different sport. Like play them at different times of the year. You don't you don't have to play them back to back. Yeah, that's right. And it's basically yeah. killed them. Like you know, like the, it's a little bit like uh, when uh, the Australian NBL was moved to the summer. Yes. Like in order to get away from cricket, right? Like I mean, first couple of years it just didn't work. So, you know, I don't know why. Away from the footy it. codes. Sorry, away from the footy codes. Sorry, not yeah. Put into summer for that reason. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's a bit of a worry. So. But you right. know, I'm I'm hoping for a good tournament. Um, just because if if it, if it bombs for whatever reason, um, yep. You know, like it, it could do some irreparable damage to international play. It could. Because, you know, like you, yeah. it's not taken very seriously by NBA players, and that's evident. Yeah. Um, whereas the Olympics yeah. are held, um, oh, we'd all agree on this, I, I in, think you'll in a much see, higher regard. I think you'll see less and less superstars playing for Team USA or for their national teams anyway. Mm. I think that's just going to be a trend that we're going to see for the next 10 to 20 years. Yeah, and I, I actually don't mind the, you know, um, USA basketball as being a breeding ground for younger star potential players mm. being being blooded for this international competition. Um, yeah. You know, we won't go into it now, but if you actually trace back and look at the relationships forged um, with Team USA back in sort of, you know, 06 World Champs, 08, a lot of that sort of, you know, was the precursor for... The whole super team era. Yeah. You know, players becoming friends and then, you know, talking about, oh, wouldn't it be great to play together? Yeah, yeah. You know, we're all free agents in a couple of years. So those relationships and friendships are forged uh, in that team USA. Yep. And, you know, definitely don't be surprised in years to come if you see a lot of these young studs in the USA teams wind up on the same NBA teams in a couple of years because their USA experience is positive. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Irving, case in point. Mm Mm-hmm. So it does play an important role, and hopefully those guys can see that. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Well, either way, mate, I'm looking forward to Saturday again, another great exhibition of basketball in the country. Um, and fingers crossed that the Boomers do make a fair show of it. Um, whether or not uh, whether or not they win, I don't really care. Nah, it's not, it's not as long as they it's as long as they keep their preparation up for the World Cup, mate, yeah. I'll be happy. So. And for all the listeners out there, we're, we're not Boomers haters. I think for us, we're... Basketball realists. Yeah, that's right. We, we want to see, you know, I, I guess like, you know, 
sick to death of coming fourth. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and, 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 and stupid decisions and, and errors where you, you know that they can be corrected. And we just want to see us, I just want to see us take advantage of the very rare opportunity and window that we've got here. Like, yeah. the amount of talent that we have in this senior men's team at the moment. Unprecedented. Yeah, and, and you may not see again for a while. Like, even though we may have a few more superstars and a few more players that have you know, individually better than this, the sum total of teams that that we could possibly have right now could be the best we have for a long period of time, you know? Yeah. So. 2019 to 2024 is our window. Mm, I don't I think believe. it's going to, you know. Like well, we, I said it in our last podcast, mate. Boomers gold medalist to the 2024 Olympics. All right. You heard it here first and second. Where are the 2024 Olympics? Um, that's a good question. I think, uh, where are the 2024 Olympics? Paris? Yeah, maybe. I think yeah, they are. I think you're right, mate. That's true. Yeah, Paris. Yep. I believe so. Just Google that before we, uh... I will. Yeah, yeah, Paris, 2024, mate. Yeah. We might have to go. Yeah. Well, every time we have an episode, we say we're going to go to some sort we of... We never do. Event. We never do. <laughs> anyway, we probably should get off the couch. Uh, All right, that's well, what we're best at. We're, you know, too old to run around and be effective for real, so we'll <laughs> we, just talk about we'll it. We'll just talk about it, exactly. We're a couple of blokes who peaked never. So. All right. Well, listen, thanks for putting up with the Deconstructing Boomers episode. Um, don't forget you can find us on all good podcasts, episode apps. Yep. We're even on the Android store. I found that out tonight, which is great. Oh, fantastic. Got us a new listener. Yeah, beauty. Um, and uh, find us on social media. Look for our crazy comments and posts. We're always there. And we will see you for episode 30. Tonight was number 29. Yep. And go Boomers. Go Boomers. Go Barlow. Rock and roll. You're the man. Cue in the outro music now. David. Boga. Barlow. Chuck Landale, 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 <laughs> Landale, Landale, Ladle. Where is Jonah? Could be like a Where's Wally. <laughs> Where's Jonah? Yeah. Maybe the whale swallowed him. We could have. See you, listeners. Imagine how good it would be if Ben Simmons was out there tonight. He carved him up. Turn it off, you idiot. All right. See you. <laughs>